On today's episode of the Drop Everything Now podcast, we're doing things a little bit differently, and we are going to focus on current events and then the 13 rules for being a Swifty. We've had some people ask about this one, and we figured it's episode 13, so why not get into what you need to know for being a Taylor Swift fan? And if you're ready for it, it's time to drop everything now. Everybody. Hello. Welcome to episode 13 of the Drop Everything Now podcast. We're your hosts, Steph and Steph. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, 13 episodes. I was just going to say, I can't what believe an episode. we made it. Lucky number 13, which is nobody's make- lucky number except for Taylor's. But Yep. Well, yeah, because it's usually unlucky. Yeah, Friday the 13th is but we, a scary day. I know. I My house I grew up in was 13, so I always liked that number too. Not ever my favorite number. 27 is my number. But it's the 13th episode, and so we didn't want it to be just another episode. We wanted to make this one a little bit uh, special, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so as we said on our last episode, if you listened, uh, we wanted to – somebody reached out to us and asked us to do you know for a new swifty what are the things that you need to know right um so this episode is like the 13 golden rules of being a swifty yes the 13 things you need to know exactly so we do we figured we'd do that this episode because we do have a a few like current events that have popped up since we last recorded that we want to talk about and then we figured you know episode 13 will be perfect for 13 rules and we did source swift talk for it so we, we do have a group consensus sort of on yes. on these rules we didn't come up with these on, on our own no but because there pretty... are some that i wouldn't have thought of but however <laughs> before we do get into all that obviously like you said there's like a good amount of current events like yes. last time we didn't really have much now we do we, like, have, we have a lot, lot. we have a yeah. lot so the last time that we spoke uh we had Katie and Courtney on from Le Petite Fet, and we were telling you guys that we were going to go to a Taylor Swift dance party, mm-hmm. which we absolutely did go to at the end of January. And um, I just want to say all right off the bat, it was the best night ever, but I just think yeah. that we should recap what that night was like for both of us. And uh, just to tell the people in case they want to know, like, obviously you could see the videos, you, you, you know what I mean? But a video is just like a small snapshot of the night. Maybe that's just one song. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that we should just kind of talk about like how amazing our night was. It was so fun. First of all, it was Steph and I's first business trip. So it was like really exciting. We were there just working our butts off all night. Um, but no, it was honestly the best time I mean, picture you're at the concert, but like you don't have to pay attention. Like, it, you know, like yeah, sometimes you don't have to worry like, about seeing. Right. Oh, what did I miss? What did she just do while I looked away or while I, while I was closing my eyes and getting into my feels while I sang this? Like, what did I miss? It was like you were at the concert, but you know, you just got to sing with your group of all these people in the same room, just jamming to the same stuff. In, exactly in some senses and I was telling every, everybody knew my students knew my coworkers. everyone was like how was that I was like it was like a concert but almost almost better in some cases like 
like because of what you just said we were able to sit there we were able to sing songs with each other we were able to like everything that you said like truly feel each song and it was the same as a concert in the sense that everybody there is screaming every single lyric yes and I, we took a bunch of videos. We only shared a few. We could probably share more. Yeah, like, we'll like, like drop some, some periodically. Yeah. Right. And my mom was like, can you send me some of the video? Like, I want to know what the night was like. So I sent her a video and she calls me cracking up. She's like, everybody is singing that hard. And I sent her four more. She goes, wait, it wasn't just one song. Cause I think I sent her all too well first. And then I sent her like enchanted. And then I sent her um, like Mr. Perfectly Fine or like whatever. And she's like, wait the whole entire night everybody was singing that hard to every song and i was like mom every single song people were screaming Mm -hmm. crying it was truly amazing like not for one second did anybody skip a beat it was nearly impossible to even go to the bathroom i didn't go to the bathroom yeah, I, I did. I wasn't going to go the entire until night until you said you had to go. Yeah. I was like, I can make it. Um, I barely even wanted to get, we, I was pretty much sober. I think we had four drinks. I know. And I only went during songs that I was like, okay, I don't want to scream to this song. Like you're still listening to the song, but I didn't need to be in the moment. Right. Um, because there were songs that like maybe I have heard at a bar before. Like yeah. um, for some reason, like style, I didn't feel the need to like scream yeah. that one. I was like, I'll go get a drink during style. Like no big deal. But I needed to make sure that I was there for like the other side of the door or for yeah. um, getaway car or like whatever the, you know, whatever songs that we wanted to really scream that you're never going to get to listen to really in a bar. Well, that's what I was going to say. It was just awesome because it was songs that, right. Like either you like, maybe you forgot about and then they just, you just hear them at a bar, which is never expected. And then everybody is just as excited to hear that song as you are when like, sometimes maybe it's like, Oh, I, like if you're at a karaoke bar or not a karaoke, but like something where like they have a jukebox and it's like, oh, let me request Taylor Swift. And yeah. It's like, oh, half this crowd is going to be so annoyed that I put this song on. Right. And usually you can only play the singles. So like it was just awesome to be able to hear so many of her songs and have everybody equally excited to hear them. And if you go to one of the events that like Katie and Courtney put on, you can find them in the crowd and they'll take requests from you. Yep, so we were giving them requests say. the whole night, like play this, play that, like, you know, just adding it to the list that their DJ was playing. Mm-hmm. So so that's cool. Oh, they don't have so a set fun. playlist like we're only playing these songs. Right. They definitely have songs like at 10 30 they're gonna play all too well 10 minute version right and then at the end of the night they're gonna play all too well like the actual version um taylor's right. version so but like in between that like they're definitely gonna play the ones that you want to hear but they will take requests because there's right. so much to listen to and that was awesome too it was like every song we requested got played it was so exciting yeah. it was awesome it was so exciting and I, um they are the sweetest too by the way so like, nice the nicest girls and they have dates now all the way through May. If anybody, I ju- yeah. they just released dates to the end of May. Again, all different states, cities, whatever. So it's again, it's like Le Petit Fet. If yeah. you guys want to search them, I'm sure you already have seen their stuff on TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, wherever. Um, but unfortunately for our listeners outside of the U.S., it is only U.S dates um but, right. but I, i'm sure well i mean not them specifically but i'm sure at some point yeah there will be taylor swift nights in other other countries, countries. well it started in australia so like that's where they got the exactly so exactly but um one other thing i thought from that night too which i just thought was so funny and was sort of like what you said to your mom was like wait everybody was singing every song like that 
Um, Steph and I were sort of near there. There was like this side door, which clearly you weren't supposed to leave out of. So they had a bouncer in front of it. And Steph and I were kind of near him the entire night. And oh, yeah. I couldn't stop watching him. Me too. Because, well, well, actually there was two. Because like one of them just was straight faced the whole night. And I was like, how does he not think this is the most ridiculous thing ever? And then there was this other one that kept kind of coming around for like 10 minutes or so at a time and then leaving. But like he'd watch the transition from like blank space to like last kiss and be like, yep. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like girls crying to girls jumping out of their seats like and I just was dying watching his reaction to everything because like you could tell like he was like shocked by like the angry songs or like the bitter ex songs. Oh, the that, way like, that we sung just savagely better st- man yes you were I was thinking that's when I was looking thinking about him. better man yeah because he was literally just like oh my god who hurt every single girl in this room right like oh but my it, god I also loved it because it shows like he probably was someone like oh Taylor Swift like oh right. shake it off and blank space but no no you really get the versatility if, well if I was gonna there, say they know that Taylor Swift is not just pop, exactly endless upbeat pop songs mm, yeah we're gonna get to that I know. but like it, yeah and at the same exact that's what exactly what I thought too because I was like on top of this whole you're watching people go from reaction to reaction you're watching people go from our song to blank space to reputation to lover to like folklore Folklore. you're watching these different genres just pass by like at in four minute spurts and it's just like holy shit if you didn't know how versatile she was like if you're one of the staff at these bars it's like oh my god this is how you know gary how is this all the same person Yep. And just to say, we did dress up. I was Reputation Taylor. Taylor was, or Taylor, Steph was Mirrorball. Yes. And it was so much fun dressing up. Not everybody did. Like, I would say, like, no, we we were were definitely one of the few. One of the few. But it's so fun to dress up. Like, I had so much fun dressing up. I loved it. And we had so many compliments on our way out. We were in a hotel in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. And that. Talk about a confidence booster before we started this night. Oh, my God. She's like, oh, my God. She, this old woman was just, like, obsessed with us. Like, it was amazing. It was was such a confidence boost. She was like, oh, you be careful walking on the streets tonight. And I was like, what do you think's going to happen? I wish I was you guys. You guys look great. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. I needed that because I just, you know. Because we're walking out here in costumes in right. January. And we're in full October. sequins with yep. tights on. Yeah, we, we could use a little bit of a boost. Yeah. But oh no, highly recommend going. I still think about it. It was so freaking fun. Um, I think I'm going to fall in the summer when they release summer dates. If they're like relatively easy to get to, like I'm going to follow them around like a groupie. Do it. I told they were like, you can come whenever. I was like, oh, no, like. I am. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand. As soon as June hits and I have my summer free, like I'm coming like, right. (laughs) Duh. And I'm, I don't care if I'm alone. I don't, I'm bringing whoever with me. Well, I was going to say that was another thing too. Um, and I don't know if they mentioned it specifically, maybe they did, um, on our last episode, but you can definitely go to these things alone. Mm -hmm. Obviously you want to do it with your friends, but like, I don't know. I mean, me and Steph stood next to each other the entire night, and I don't think we actually conversed that much, like, no. you know, and had a conversation. We pretty much were just singing the entire Other night. Than and like, like being excited for a song and like, st- right. like our eyes lighting up. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but, you know, then it would be like, oh, someone else's group was right next to us. Oh, now we're all singing together, looking at each yes. other singing. So, like, you just, if you ever didn't have anyone to go with, it's okay to go by yourself because 
it was just a very welcoming environment. Everybody there is just singing. You're just right. singing with a bunch of people. So like, right. I don't know. I, I think if you really want to go and you can't find anyone, it's cool to go, go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't feel like it was cool. like dangerous or anything to be there by myself. Nobody was hitting on people. Like no. a bunch of girls. Yeah. There, the girls and the gays. There was the a, girls few and the straight, gays. A, a few straight dudes there that were there with their girlfriends. Yes. Right. So, you know, you're, you're good. You're safe. Yeah, you're you're safe. I don't think there was any single men on the prowl. No, but honestly, I was thinking about it. It pro- would be a good spot. Yeah, but I think they'd get kicked. It'd be like, Mm-mm. what's well, this song? I was saying, I'm sure they wouldn't have bought a ticket to do yeah. it. Yeah, right. yeah, they wouldn't know because you can't just walk in. It's sold out. It was like right. completely sold out. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was, so it was just so fun. amazing. Um, anyway, love it. Shall we move on? Yes. Um, you want to go to? That's exactly what I was thinking. So, um, obviously this is a couple weeks ago now, but Taylor and Ed Sheeran released a remake of his Joker and the Queen song with her mm-hmm. featured on it with a music um, video, with a music video. And I'm again, I'm sure a lot of you know this, but the actors in yep. the Joker and the Queen music video were the same kids, obviously grown up now that played. Um, that starred in the Everything Has Changed music video. Yeah, that's so um, sweet. I, I watched them back to back because I thought oh, it would be fun. Cute. And I was like, oh, that's a real, like, it just like makes it super cute. But yeah, I love that they did that. What do you think of the song? Um, I love the song. I thought it was so, I didn't really, I think I only heard it once when I was on Ed's album because I do like Ed Sheeran a lot. And it wasn't one that I like, that stuck with me. But now I do really like it. I think it's super sweet. Even though it's Ed's song, you can totally hear Taylor's mm-hmm. style in it with talking about like, you didn't, you know, all kings, you think that they're gold, but it's not. And I think it's sweet too that Ed Sheeran's calling himself a joker and putting like his girl up on a pedestal. Yeah. So I think it's a super, super sweet song. Um, I do have to say though, like it's not on, it was it's not on repeat for me it's on my playlist and i'm like oh i don't feel like listening to this right now and i skip it but mm. i do love the song what do you think i am not a huge fan oh really um i i think again i feel like they sound really good together i like it but like you said well actually it has not made it onto a playlist of mine i've listened to it like maybe 3 times mhm and I don't know if it's be- like, and I, I like the simple like melody. melody to it. And like, I guess I do kind of like the slow vibe, but I think it's the same reason I don't necessarily go back to it that much. I agree. Um, I am kind of just like, okay, yep. I because it sounds like it's supposed to be sad, but it's not sad. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think it's really pretty. I think it's a really pretty song. Um, I just don't necessarily, uh, like you're not obsessed to it. it. Yeah. I don't really listen to it. And I kind of like, I wrote down that we have to talk about it when it first came out. And then literally when I looked at my notes again for like what to talk about in the episode, I was like, I totally forgot that came out. Yeah. I forgot about it. Like it's not addicting. I will. I I pretty much agree with what you're saying. Maybe not as harshly, but I I totally agree. Uh, Yeah. No, I mean, and like I said, it's similar to how like any song I don't like of Taylor or Ed Sheeran, it's still probably a song I like 10,000 times more than other songs I don't like. It's just, um, it wasn't my favorite. Right, right. 
Definitely. I agree with the the fact that like it's almost or for me, it's almost too slow, but it's supposed to be a happy song. Like maybe if the either if the beat was different, if like the melody was mm-hmm. different, or if the lyrics were super sad with that melody. Like you know how sometimes yeah. the melody and the lyrics don't have to fit. Like Forever Winter, we've talked about this. Like sad songs that are yeah. happy or like it, it works for sad songs that are happy, but I don't know if it works for happy songs that are slow, that have a sad beat. I'm trying to think you know of what I one mean? that does. Other um, than Joker and the Queen. Like, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm thrown off a bit because sometimes when you're you're singing a sad song, you don't want to be super sad, so it's okay if you have a happier beat. But if it's a happy song, you don't want to feel sad. I'm like, wait, why do I feel sad right now? Like, it's a sweet song. Because the only song that's coming to my mind right now, because I was thinking on Lover, um, is It's Nice to Have a Friend. Yeah. Could be but similar. But I love that. Yeah, but, but I it's love still it. not even as sad. It, I know. It doesn't I make say, me sad. It's I'd just like slower. I'd like to take a poll, because I know, obviously, It's Nice to Have a Friend is not everyone's favorite. I'd like to see if there's a lot of crossover. Right. I, I hear Where what it's like, saying. I don't like either of these. And maybe that's why. Right. But I still, but like, you're right. That's the closest thing I can think right now too. But it's nice to have a friend. It's although slow, it's not sad. Like it's the Joker and the queen, their voices sound like they're on the verge of tears. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's like depressing. And, but then it's like, wait, no, but this is a sweet song. Like what's going on. So it throws me off a little bit. And I think that's where it's, it's just not like, oh, I don't need to listen to this because I don't know where my emotions are. Where are my emotions supposed to be at? Yeah, what am song? I supposed to be feeling? Yeah, no, I, I agree. So, hmm. but it is, but I do love it. Not my number one, Taylor. I mean, everything has changed is my number one song for them still through and through. I don't know where it would fall. I think it would fall to the bottom probably, but like not far. Like if, it's, yeah. if we're talking about like everything has changed, end game, run, and this, you know. I don't know. Maybe it would be above run. Who knows? I'm uh, trying whatever. to think now that you said that, like what's my Ed and Taylor rankings. And like, I honestly think Endgame might be my top. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't is- expect that about myself, but I think maybe it was. Yeah. Mine is definitely everything has changed. Then probably Endgame. Then maybe Joker and the Queen and then run. I was gonna say, I think mine's Endgame. Everything has changed. Run then Joker and the Queen. Yeah, so pretty soon. And that's that's our Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran collaboration ranking. Hey, episode done. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope you liked it. Oh, uh, goodness. Anyway, it was it was sweet. So okay. Shall we get shall into we like the true current events? Like the yeah. news news? News news. Um, What's the news, Steph? To anger. These are two now we talked about good things, right? What was the first thing? Yeah, we talked about good things. Now let's talk about the bad news. I was gonna say I'm actually only mad about one of these. Yeah, me too. Um, but but, the, but it's just bad news because of the person. But yeah. Yes, right. Okay, so first this is old news now, I know, because we talked about it on the Taylor Swift night. But um we have to talk about that Damon Albarn. I don't even care if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Yeah, who cares? But um Basically, if you haven't heard, he was doing some sort of interview and what it came down to was he was like talking about, I don't know, artists or whatever these days and basically said that Taylor doesn't write her own songs and her, all of her songs are relentlessly upbeat. Endlessly upbeat. Oh, endlessly. That's right. Yes. Um, now but then wait 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 but uh, hold on before we say reactions then all that was said in the headline was like 
he says Taylor Swift doesn't write her own songs. Yep. And then Taylor Swift tweeted back. Yes. And like tore him apart. Basically said like, what do you have the tweet? What she said? Um, I don't have, I think it, it was something to the effect of this is so damaging to people, like to, to artists career when you tear down their work like this. Of course I write, I write my songs. Yeah. But then she was my like, you don't have to like it, my own work. Right. You don't have to like my music, but you have to respect don't that I'm. Don't discredit what I created. I, yes. Right. And then she tweeted again and said like, by the way, I wrote this tweet I wrote too. this tweet myself. Yeah. I was going to say, I just loved that. And then like, obviously Aaron Dessner and Jack Antonoff obviously came, like they were like. Came to her defense. Yeah. What? But then he replied, right? So he said like, Taylor, I totally agree with you. Clickbait. Unfortunately, this this was a part of a longer conversation. It got reduced to clickbait. I respect you and your work or like something like that. So I saw this and I was like, oh, okay, maybe it really was just clickbait. Like, I mean, right. maybe he said that, but maybe it's not as bad as, you know, it's made out to be. Maybe he was mm -hmm. talking about a specific song and then maybe he was just talking about like her radio hits. Like her radio hits are the ones that she is getting help on. And so whatever. So I was like, let me look for myself and read through the whole article. It is worse. It was not yeah. taken out of context. He not only said that she doesn't write, like, they're like, well, what about Taylor Swift? And he's like, she doesn't write her own songs. They're like, come on. Yes, she does. And he's like, a co-writer is not a mm -hmm. writer. Please. You could write, you can write like the letter L. Be like, oh, I think that should be an L instead of an I. And they would call you a writer, which is true. That's where you get ghostwriters. And that right. absolutely that's true. But we know that that's not the case with Taylor Swift. So not only is he discrediting her songwriting, but then he went on to say that he does not like her endlessly. All her songs are endlessly, endlessly upbeat. upbeat. So not only I mean, does he not, so not only like when taylor swift said like you don't have to like my work i wish she also said because i don't even i'm sure she read the whole thing but like i wish she also said by the way my songs aren't endlessly upbeat clearly you don't listen to i was my just music. gonna say it's one of those things where where both listen criticize isn't the right word but like you can criticize taylor for certain things Critique. you can say that adele has a stronger voice than taylor right not many people are going to argue you on that. You could like, there are plenty of things, or you could say, I didn't like her pop genre. I didn't like when she was country. Right. You can say these things. What you can't say is that she doesn't write her own songs because hello, speak now was entirely written by herself. And what you can't say is that she only like her songs are endlessly upbeat because they're not my, one of my friends, one of my best friends was literally when like folklore and evermore came out. Cause she was a huge Taylor Swift fan when we were in high school. And I was like, have you listened to the new stuff yet? And she was like, honestly, I have, but like, I haven't really gotten into it. Cause I just can't be in the headspace. Like I'm not in the right headspace to listen to like those sad right. songs. Like she was like, I can't do it. And I was, so how, how does all she write endlessly yeah. upbeat? I would say that Taylor, Taylor Swift gets her strong fan base from the heartbreak from, songs, from yes, the sad, 100%. sad songs. But that also proves that he doesn't he, know his opinion was incredibly ignorant you were 100%. speaking on somebody when you just know them from radio right from whatever plays on the radio or whatever is a single which is very interesting and honestly shameful uh, like because he is very very well known in like the the community and yeah. the the um artist read the songwriting community i looked up some of his stuff and he is a great writer and one of my coworkers brought it up to me who is in music and he's like oh i actually really look up to him i was really surprised by all this i just wanted to hear what your thoughts were um yeah. but he is very established and he is very much a great writer right and like i'm not into his music but for him to be able to be in that world 
and it's not just a random person that has like a microphone and that's being interviewed just a random famous person like right. but for him to be so in that world and to be that ignorant to one of the most famous songwriters of this generation is out of control to me well and yeah. i love that even somebody like the um i don't know but one of the awards that she won for being the songwriter of the generation tweeted they're like she didn't win this award for no reason she didn't win this award because she's right. co that she's not writing her own songs right like that's what I, taylor swift is known for what like i you was said. gonna say it just baffles me because like you can find a lot of things and people do find a lot of things to nitpick her for and it's like two things that most people especially in the music industry probably wouldn't nitpick her for is um relentless positivity in her songs and not writing them right those are two things that anyone in the music industry that is paying attention would never say he should be embarrassed it just he sh well i was gonna say is it a mixture of jealousy like i don't understand well he's like, come he at adele too he came out i know i was gonna say you said that but i also think it can't be jealousy because he was going on and on about how great billy eilish is and to me that also annoys me and i i didn't read the article because i saw when it said that it was fixed or that he was like it's clickbait i told you i was like well i figured it wasn't anything so i kind of just like didn't read it and then you were mm -hmm. like no it's worse but um i also don't understand why I, maybe he was asked a specific question about billy and then asked a specific question about taylor yeah but well, like it was just about how billy irish eilish is also co-writes with her brother and he was like yeah see i'm into her vibe more into her music more that's when he said taylor's is endlessly but upbeat. that's that's again why i like I have a problem with that too, because why do we have to compare them? You don't. Why do you have to bring Taylor's endlessly upbeat music into Billie Eilish's co-writing with her brother? That makes no sense that they don't need to be compared. They don't. They're two and, different people. And Billie Eilish loves Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift supports Billie Eilish. I was like, gonna say, it's also two, right. It's two people that have no problem with each other. Just I just I, against I, each other, and it's not cause, right because it's not like it's like the like oh what about the Billy and Taylor drama? Then yeah. maybe if you get a direct question about the two of them, then maybe you start talking about both of them. But like, there's no reason to bring up why you don't like Taylor in a in a response when you're saying how much you like Billy. You right. don't have to put them in the you same don't. breath. And the fact that he is a well-established yeah writer and uh, music creator, whatever the hell he is, and and well respected as well because people were going to bat for him in some of the twitter feed uh like saying like you know could he write this and it's like no he actually is a great writer so like don't discredit his writing um but the fact he is saying comments that my 16 year old students say to try to like poke well fun i at was me. gonna like, say oh. you're saying things that people that never have listened to taylor swift in their life say you're and and first of all I've legitimately never, ever heard anyone say she doesn't write her own songs yeah. or the co-writing comment. That's Nobody, wild. even, even people that don't like her, that aren't fans that have never heard a song of hers that just like to be assholes have never said anything like that. I've definitely exactly. heard like, oh yeah, all of her music is just so like radio, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, right. because you only hear the songs on the radio. Hello. <laughs> but like, right. It's, it's crazy to me that someone could have those types of comments who is so involved in the music industry. It's, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. But also sometimes I'm like, this is so insane. It almost is like the reason that she wrote Speak Now is because people said like she can't do her own stuff, right? Right. 
And I'm like, was this a big setup for her to like drop speak now? Because like, that would be great. Like, yo, go listen to this. I redid I, everything. I was just hundred percent on like my own. Could, we could potentially get that where it's like, I was going to release this one, but instead I'm going to release this one. This one's for you, Dame. And I wrote it all yeah. by myself right. when I was 17 or however old she was when she wrote that. Maybe 19. Right. But it's given. Um, yeah. But like, who really knows what's coming up? But who cares? Care. Yeah. Anyway, that made me, that actually made me very, very livid, especially because I did think that some of the Swifties in the Twitter feed were just coming at it at all the wrong angles. I'm like, this is not how we argue. Please, you guys are making horrible mm -hmm. points. But I don't have enough, like, I don't know. I, I'm not like a fighter on the internet. So I didn't, no, I, was not, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where there's a difference between stating your case in terms of like, kind of like we just said, there's clear evidence that she writes sad songs right and she writes her own songs right but like you don't have to attack other people in order to get to that point which is right. sometimes the problem I have but like well not not right. me but not like the you. problem I have with some with the way some fans approach things yes um, any fans by the way it's not just so, oh it's any any rabid fan base is gonna there's gonna be hundred percent human nature the human beings and I agree and I do though this kind of actually segues into our our last topic Mm -hmm. because I do have a very specific comment though about um Taylor's fans but we'll get there um and and it and it makes sense to me a little bit more than like some other people but I know every every fan base does it um Jake Gyllenhaal yes he was in a he did an interview yes and he was asked about all like you know the re-release of yeah. red blah 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 I actually think he had a great response he did a hundred percent and I actually it, you know I, I mean, I, I don't really have anything ill will against Jake Gyllenhaal. I know, obviously. No, as a joke, it's like, yes, oh, I was we're not say, watching as a complete that, joke, really. especially because, like, there's a lot of exes of Taylor's that, like, we're totally cool with. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously, we've never seen the bridge mended, like, the way we have right. with, like, Joe with Harry Jonas Styles. or something. Yeah. Or Harry Styles. But anyway, um, he was asked about All Too Well, and he said it's it really has nothing to do with me. It's about her and her fans or their relationship um which is true now absolutely true and she it said that did have something to do with you though jake but you're right now it has nothing to do with you so fair and then he said you know it is it's her expression artists tap into personal experience for inspiration and i don't begrudge anyone for that Agreed. very fair i wish he ended it there uh, i did too but and then he said at but some he does point, make a good point i think it's important when supporters get unruly that we feel a responsibility to have them be civil and not allow for cyberbullying in anyone's name now, right, which this, is one thing Taylor didn't speak on. So he did kind of throw so, her under the bus there. But Yeah, and this is what I have to say. I actually agree with him. She yeah. But she doesn't have to say anything. It is not her job to say anything. So, you know, if she doesn't, it's really not anything to, like, begrudge her for. Um, but I do agree with him just because I feel like, and again, this would be every celebrity having to defend their fans every day of their life. But I think the way she has interacted and built her relationship with her fans has caused, you know, as great as it is and as awesome as it is, because like we get things like, oh, the Easter eggs and all too well 10 minute version because we asked for it and things like that. It also feels like it gets way more personal because right. she does things like, oh, this is for the family, you know, like. She right. seems more personal with her fans than a lot of other people get, which is awesome, but which But also... especially because of her lyrics are personal, that's why. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, even when she was in her first few albums, she would do the notes to the fans in the in the in the songs, like decode my messages. So like 
I think it's great how personal she is, but I think it also lends a hand to your, like her fans becoming more defensive over people that have, that criticize her. Right. Causes I agree. more. Have that parasocial relationship where you actually believe Right. Um, that you know that, her you're and you know you know every part of the relationship with mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift you know I, I I think he was right although he like she doesn't have to say anything but I do think it's just kind of like one of those unfortunate things that like the closer you get and the more yeah. interpersonal you get the more people feel like they want to stick up for you yeah even when it's not necessarily their place to but yep you know whatever I agree with you so oh, thanks <laughs> you're like freaking welcome but should we dive into the main part of the episode i think it's time i think it's time to get to the rules the 13, the 13 golden oh i wanted to say it at the same time let's try again the 13 golden, golden rules, rules for, for being oh for being <laughs> a Swifty, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I forgot already. So, somebody asked us to do this, and obviously we we talked about this a bunch. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on this are. Well, I kind of asked you already, but I think there's a difference between loving Taylor Swift's music and being a part of the, like the Swifty mm -hmm. community. Yeah. Um, and so before we get into our 13 rules that we compiled. I wanted to talk about maybe that difference, like yeah, I, so I love it because I kind of mentioned it to you that like I'd love the deep, like the, um, like your thoughts on it because I was not following completely. Right, right, and because it's like oh, I can kind of agree with certain things on these rules because I feel like I was a Taylor Swift fan of her music first, and then all of a sudden I joined that community. So it was like, what are the things that I learned? You right. know, like the rules that I learned, which I did. I was like, oh shoot, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I was always a Taylor Swift fan since Fearless and then Speak Now. You know, I've talked about that. Like, I love you belong with me. And then Speak Now is the first, like, album release that I was, like, excited about. Yeah. And then you and I through college. Like, very much obsessed with Taylor Swift's music. Um, but I wasn't obsessed with, like, other than, like, knowing, I guess, some of her exes. I didn't even know all too well was about Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I knew that it was about Joe Jonas. Um, like, Fearless was about Joe Jonas. But that was about it um some of it was about john mayer but i was not a part of any online swifty community i was just consuming the music seeing what was in the tabloids i had a few friends that also like taylor swift that would listen to the music with me period end of story yep. never got into easter eggs anything like that until about 2016 i think yeah it was 2016 i think is when i joined or 2017 is when i joined our the facebook group not, that we're now in and that's when i really became a part of i think like when i became like a, a swifty um because that's when you get to see what the entire internet and what all of taylor swift's fans think about things and that's when you really get into the easter eggs and dissecting every single easter egg and having all the fan theories and knowing about her exes and knowing about her cats and mm -hmm. knowing about her whole life that's where i think the difference is between being a big taylor swift fan and being a swifty and like i was like oh my god like i didn't i kind of knew about the easter eggs but i really had absolutely no idea at first i'm like oh easter eggs what does that mean taylor yeah. Swift leaves easter eggs for her fans so that's obviously one of the rules there um but i didn't know like inside jokes like there's so many inside jokes that mm -hmm. taylor Swift has as a fan base as well that like you don't really know um so 
it is more fun being a Swifty because you do, I didn't even know that All Too Well was everybody's favorite song. Like I knew that it was like your favorite song. I knew that it was, I knew I had an inside joke with my friends about Casually Cruel and the name of being honest and that they loved the song. I had no idea until 2017 that that was everybody's favorite song yeah. until there was a poll in one of the groups that said, what is the best bridge? Had like That's how outside of it I was and how outside of it I think some Swifties, Taylor Swift fans can be. Yeah. So it was so, wor it really changed my life being a part of the Swiftie community. Look at where we are now. I wasn't, True. I wasn't like this. Like I was a big fan, but I wasn't like obsessed like yeah, I am now. That's true. And I think, um, so I think she's gotten much crazier with her Easter eggs. Yes. Because, because this isn't how Swiftie it community. used to be. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was going to say, I would have probably said I was a Swiftie in high school. I would, I couldn't wait till like read the, the liners to get the the notes that she's leaving in capital letters for mm -hmm. the clues to who the songs are about. Like I could not right. wait till the albums came out so I could figure it out. That was like the first thing I'd do when I'd get the album. Um, I probably like read too. I was really excited about it. I was trying to figure out who this each song was about, blah, blah, blah. So like I definitely had, and that's honestly probably why those albums initially stuck out to me more as my favorites. I definitely fell from Swifty status from 1989 through lover. I just, I would listen to him. I love the albums, but like, I, and I would listen to him a lot. Like, let's not. Right. And I, I would know what they were about because like, I think obviously she was a bigger name. So you'd kind of just know if she dated Harry Styles, her and right. Kim and Kanye were having a ball summer, 2016. Like you just knew these things. So, I obviously knew who the songs were about, but like, I kind of just, um, I wasn't as like in, in it right. as we are now. Right. And then, um, I think I was, I think I got added to that Facebook group and like, yeah. oh, I knew I was in it before folklore came out. Like yeah. I knew whatever, whenever I was added to, it, I don't know, but like I knew by, by folklore, I was already in there. So obviously it was fun to see an album release with a bunch of people. Cause that was just different than. Um, like, you know, just my couple friends that were excited. Right. Um, it is totally different experiencing things and getting people's comments and looking through the feed and yeah. doing all that. Yeah. Cause it's fun too. And, and like, cause I don't know, I'll go on the Taylor Swift subreddit when an out, like now right, obviously like when an album comes out because then you like, they have a thread for every song. So then I just like, sometimes that's how I would like give another song or give us a song another chance or like, Oh, you have to listen to this one again right away because here's this comment that someone made about it. And like, it just helps to kind of process everything, I guess, obviously it does. And to, to go off of that, like the, the rule, the unofficial rule before we get into the actual mm -hmm. 13 rules, if you're a new Swifty, cause my friend Justine actually asked me this. Uh, she was like, Hey, like I really love Lana Del Rey, but like, I, she has like a tattoo of her. She's obsessed with her. She's like, but how do I become a fan? Like, how do I get into that world? Like the way that you're into the Taylor Swift world, like you just know so much. And I'm like, here's what you have to do. You have to decide what platform you want to be on. For me, I'm in a Facebook group. And she's like, I don't have Facebook. I'm like, because there's going to be a Lana Del Rey fan Facebook yes, group. There's right. going to be, there's more than just our Taylor Swift fan Facebook group. Find a Facebook group and join it that's Taylor Swift affiliated. Or if you're big on Twitter, go find and follow all those Twitter that threads and interact or if you're big on reddit you join those reddits i was gonna say because reddit now on yeah because i was it, if you don't have a lot of social media 
Reddit is a great place to try because you don't need an account to view it. Right. Or you can make an account and you'd never have to say anything on it. You can just go follow your subreddits that you like and that's it. You don't have to ever right. say a thing. Nobody knows who you are. Like, you know, like just in case, like, cause I know plenty of people that de deactivated their Facebooks and it's like, okay, right. Facebook's not an option. Go, go find, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then what I also was going to say is, or you get onto TikTok and you have to like enough, whatever, but you'll eventually get onto Taylor Swift TikTok. And that's when you find out all of those things. So you just have to pick your poison like mine is facebook and tiktok right it could even be instagram if you really wanted to but i think the easiest ways to get in uh to get involved in any fan base and to really know everything are gonna be either reddit twitter yeah. tiktok or a facebook group yep i agree and like so that's the unofficial rule to you know if you're not in yeah. any of those things i would get yourself in one if of you those. yeah if you want to if you want to dig deep you know that's yes. that's the way to do it that's the way um so should we get into the 13 i think we should get into the big 13. okay so we've split them into different um genres so we're gonna start with the fun rules rule number one was know her cat's names yes now she has three there's meredith gray olivia benson and benji i don't think benji has a last name because i think benji was the know. one she rescued or not rescued, but like at her video shoot, they brought the cat out and it didn't have a home. So she took him. Right, right, right. Um, so that's, and, and obviously then that means that she, you know, Meredith Grey, she is a big Grey's Anatomy fan. Yeah. Which is what the cat is named after. But I have to say with, right off the bat, starting with number one, not a rule that I follow because no. I know the cat's names, but I would have just said Meredith and there's two others. Uh, maybe I, I would have guessed say, Olivia. I knew Olivia Benson because I like uh, Law & Order SVU. But I had to, I just saw a TikTok about Benji's name. So that's why I remembered it was Benji was the third, but. Yeah, I think it's more so not remembering her names. I, the names like knowing she's should, a cat. No, she's a cat person. Yes, yes, knowing that she is obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with cats. Like if our personality trait is being a Swifty, like her personality trait is being a cat person. Right. And that kind of goes into her like awkward sense of humor mm -hmm. too which is like, sometimes it's a little cringy. Um, but then when you know Taylor Swift, you know, like it's kind of almost even on purpose. So then you appreciate it even more. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, know that she's a cat person. Number one rule. Number one fun rule of the, of the, 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 the rules. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number one. Okay. So rule number two. Rule. Well, number I guess this two. isn't really a rule, just like something, again, like you should know about her. Um, the Easter eggs, the theories, detective work, um, all of her inside jokes with her fans. These are all things that if you really want to dig deep, they're just funny things you should know if you want to really get into the fandom. Um, she loves hinting at things before they happen. She yep, loves like giving fans a little whatever they want in songs or in interviews or whatever um her inside jokes i can't think of an example of one right well, now yeah i guess i i meant what i meant by that uh writing that there is like well one obviously, i was thinking of like one two three let's go bitch indelicate you know oh. what i mean like those little things that like fans know yeah but like she never said to do them but it's just kind of a thing the that, fans like, started that yeah right the fans started it i didn't well, going to reputation i didn't know the one two three let's go bitch thing but what i was gonna say with that is like from the easter eggs that are so ridiculous um 
inside jokes happen like the seven holes in the fence theory right like taylor mm. swift will is dropping hints but the hints are very very obvious but it what you need to know about the fan base and being part of it is that people will pick things apart right. like crazy they will literally like pick apart how many times she blinks and think that that right or like how there is still an absent album called karma that needs to be released or yeah or woodvale or you know right that that's a third of the trilogy and um it, it gets pretty insane where really i think what the rule is what you need to know is taylor swift does love doing detective work and like loves putting easter eggs and dropping hints but they're relatively obvious yes. and the fans us we um not really us but like just the fans in general um pick apart every little thing and it is funny and it's fun but don't take every little thing seriously yeah. like for example, she posted a picture and there were seven holes in the fence and people thought were just so sure that that meant something. Yeah. Um, and just took it apart to the point where Taylor does see all, right? So it's important to yeah. know that Taylor Swift lurks, right? She's a big lurker. She is looking at everybody's social medias. And um, she even had mentioned like the seven holes in the fence once, but it never meant anything. Like 99% of the time, when the fans are picking things apart, it's not. That's what I was going to say. It's not real. It just kind of makes an inside joke for everybody right. that we're just and a lot picking of it everything is, apart. Um, after the fact, you realize how obvious things were. And they weren't even obvious at the time. Like, for example, I can't remember what she posted. Um, oh, maybe it's like the there was some sort of outfit in Evermore or in Evermore clips that were used. That ended up being ring. the same, right, the same outfit she wore on the Red Album cover. So people were yep. like, holy shit, she's been actually basically dropping red hints since yep. Evermore because she was wearing right. the same outfit or the ring or things like that. So it's like, it's not even things you'd notice at the time because why would you be looking for that? But then right. when, once it comes out, it's like, oh, yeah. Right. And like she said that when she dropped me, uh, the music video she's like oh the name of the album is in the music video and it's like lover in big letters right? right so like that it could be that obvious yeah uh but then people again are picking she posts a picture of a fence and people are counting the holes in a fence right. so that is like the inside joke that i'm speaking of is that like the ridiculousness of how you can take it to. uh yeah. thorough the fans get with trying to pick apart every little thing taylor yeah. swift does and says she's not that meticulous but it is important to note that she will sometimes say things that will come about three years later that she did do on purpose. Right. Like, like most of us are, like we said, I think we mentioned it in the red release or red Taylor's version release when she made that comment about the Easter eggs with her fans and how sometimes it's like three years later and I'm thinking, is this going to work? And it's like, now everybody's expecting a book in 2025 from her because right. in all too well, uh, short film, she was reading a book to people. So right. it's things like that where like, that one seems very obvious, but then in 2025, which kind of leads into rule number three, we could all look yeah. like absolute clowns when she doesn't have a book or release yes. a book. So that is our third um, rule. You have to be willing to laugh at yourself when and and be okay with looking foolish when one of your theories is incorrect because most of the time they will be wrong. Yes. Just you, how it we're is. clowns as a community we're clowns yes just know we're clowns that's just know that's, that's pretty like, much it that's pretty much the rule yeah um be okay i have something clown yes i have something to add to the number four one that kind of goes along with what okay. we we're saying 
But number four, I mean, maybe you can explain this. Why? Why it's a rule? Taylor Swift does not sleep, and she loves staying up late. Um, rules of the yeah. So it's basically just a joke because all of her songs are like two a.m. and I'm still awake, and like she mentions being up at like all hours of the night in a lot mm-hmm. of her songs. So that's so, what they were saying here. So okay. I mean, she doesn't so, sleep because she's so freaking busy and churning out right. things. But like, it's also just a nod to like how many hours of the night she's up in. So, specific songs. Right. So not necessarily a rule, but just like something to know. Right. But like to add to that, to make it more of a rule-ish maybe, um, in terms of her not sleeping, as I said before, she is always lurking. They would call it Tay lurking, right? She knows what's on people's social media accounts. And I know a lot of people know this, but if you are a new Swifty, one of those things is the reason that people get so into it, and you said this, is because she interacts with her fans to the next level like for example she will go through social media accounts and she will or her team does and she will find people that are big swifties and invite them to her house or invite them to her them to an event or um invite them have andrea go around her mother and and pick out um, people at concerts yep pick out people at concerts to meet her I'm pretty sure, like, uh, don't necessarily quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift is not somebody who does like, hey, you could pay X amount to meet Taylor Swift. No, she it's doesn't. All it's all about who her biggest fan. I remember are. this because I, when we were going to the concerts, like, to, to fearless and speak now, and that that time we had heard about this, like, her mom picks people from the crowd, but like, when I say picks people from the crowd, like, she goes out into yep. the highest section like the 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 most nosebleed of seats and is just watching to see yep. who is like just you know just super excited to be there super yep. into it like so right there's no like you can pay five hundred dollars to come meet me it's like my mom's gonna see if you're a true fan and you 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 get to come right. backstage so after I, I think what's important to know is that with Taylor Swift doesn't sleep it's like the best way in terms of like meeting her is like you do have to probably be present on social media as a Taylor Swift fan um I'm sure there maybe are other ways but that's going to be the way because she is always watching and I've heard a lot of testimonies that say I did not even have that many followers on my Taylor Swift fan account I didn't even tag her and everything she searches hashtags like right and I do honestly think like I've heard people complain about that but I think that's pretty fair like rather than having like this exact this CEO's daughter that's super super rich is able to buy yeah I think it's buy her ticket to see Taylor Swift it's like no she wants the true fans to do it and if you're not a social media person I understand and great but like that's just the way that she does things and like you can be anonymous as a person you don't have to put your face out there but if you are someone that is such a big fan that you do want to eventually meet taylor swift she is she never sleeps she's always looking whether it's tiktok whether it's twitter um i don't know about instagram but i think twitter and tiktok yeah are her two big ways of finding those fandoms uh, or finding not the fandom sorry finding the people so um I think that's a rule of the road. Yeah. Some maybe people didn't know. Yeah. And if you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. So then we enter the next uh, category, which is music related rules of the road. Um, This is just a need to know. Number five is she is the music industry. Which comes from the documentary. Taylor Swift is from Miss Americana. So you should probably watch Miss Americana if you haven't. If you're really that new of a Swifty. 
you got to go in and watch all the old concerts. But Miss Americana is a very important to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I think to really understand Taylor um, on a deeper level, even. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, that's just, I mean, it's just sort of a fun one. Obviously, there's more to the music industry, but she is a huge piece of it. Yeah. I mean, she think, is it. And we'll, we'll get into this, I think, one of the last rules there, but anything that she does will make tidal waves right right? any word that she says when it comes to the music industry and um whether you like her or don't like her what she says about the industry is going to make a a giant giant splash so um even though it's interesting and i think this speaks to this rule it's like when i hear taylor i see this all the time when you hear taylor Swift's song playing in a bar or playing in a store i'm like i can't believe they're playing taylor swift as if she is this like in like Mm -hmm. this low-key person that nobody's ever heard of Mm -hmm. but for some reason it feels like that because but really she is just topping the charts with everything that she does and i think with that that's why so many people defend her because um a lot of people don't see the deep cuts so you gotta know like the deep cuts um with her being the music industry well yeah and i was gonna say it's something i I saw this the other day um with the whole spotify debacle with artists pulling their music because joe rogan's on the platform um Mm. i saw someone uh like i guess one of the guys that pulled his music like asked taylor swift or something like in a tweet or something can you like, please get get on board pull your music whatever and i think maybe it was a fan i don't know who it was but someone was like you can't really ask people to do this. They'll do it if they want to, but like, you can't really ask or expect people to do this. And he was like, no, I'm not saying she has to, as in like, she'd be a bad person if she doesn't. I'm just saying the only time Spotify has ever backed down from anything is when she said that, you know, they had right. to change their compensation or whatever it was. And then she added her music because she was holding her music from the platform until they changed their guidelines or whatever it was. And then she put her music on. So he was like, that is the only time I've ever seen Spotify back down is when she did something. So that's why I'm asking her. Right. So like that, that just like reminded me of like how powerful she is. Yeah. It speaks to, yeah, it's, it speaks to that rule that to understand that she is a music industry, even if there are a lot of people that don't respect her as an artist, she holds that much weight, like you said. And so it's important to understand why she does the things that she yep. does meaning like right, she can shift things right. even Ed Sheeran said once like oh, I didn't want to release this year because Taylor released so that means I probably won't win the Grammy right you know like it, it it's crazy because it really does feel like she's she, you know that she's huge and she's so successful but at the same time being a fan you're like oh my god I can't believe like she's the number one most listened to artist this year like that's so crazy right but it's it's just crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a weird to wrap your head around it for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I like this. Next yeah, one number totally six. Agree. Um, and this is so true. So true. Listen to the full album alone in your car, blasting to get in your feels, or really just in general to to, to fully, fully experience the album. Yeah. I think any new any yes, album. I was gonna say. I I think the car listen is like the solidified. I've really listened to this album now. So it just, you got to do it. Full album in your car. Absolutely. It's, so, and, and that's really for any 100%. that I listen to, but it's so true. You can't really fully understand the feelings that you're supposed to feel, the way that the song sounds, 
unless like you have to have the car listen like you just you yeah just and i think do. what's i think what sets the car listen apart is that like obviously you can do this when you're sitting in your house but like the car listen you are focused on the road and what you're listening to if you're mm -hmm. at your house you might be doing dishes or you might be reading something that you're looking at your phone at or like the tv is on so like there are distractions too much distraction but when you're in your car listen it's just that music playing in the open road and it just really gets you in the zone mm -hmm. and really processing what you're hearing and you actually and you hear yeah it's just a totally different experience and i really recommend this really for any any music but particularly i also Taylor's would say music. too with um it kind of with the car listen you have to listen to the album like in all ways right like car listen i think is the most important but i also love the first time i listen to it with headphones in or like like airpods because right. like there's things i'll hear in yep. the music in the background music maybe or the background vocals that I didn't hear when I listened to it out loud in my apartment or like, I think you right. have to experience it in all forms of um, audio, I guess. Yeah. And it is important to hear it alone too, because you can't have, everybody has different music tastes. And that's the great thing about Taylor Swift is that she has something for has everyone. Very, she has something for everybody. So you got to fully listen to it on your own. And you know what else I also think in terms of like, consuming the albums that this is new for me is actually um watching the lyric video yeah. on like maybe your second or third listen through because i'm like seeing things even when we when we watched fearless taylor's version we watched all the lyric videos and i was like i never knew those are the right. lyrics it's actually crazy and so i think that after you have the whole car listen or even maybe before i don't know but it's important to watch the lyric videos or at least look up the lyrics yeah because you know, it's sometimes you don't know until you know, and that it changes the whole song for you. Yeah, because I was going to say, song. especially now, obviously, since you don't buy albums, and I don't even know if albums have the lyrics in them anymore, but like most albums used to. So like, I remember yeah. listening no, I to Speak do. Now or Fearless and having the lyric book with me. But right, like, yeah, right. I guess YouTube is the consolation for that now, or even Spotify has it right. sometimes, even if you just want to look at it there. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely. But you got to consume it in your yeah. car it's just it's just a rule about road. the car and that might be our rule of the world all, our rule all uh, our rule of the road because i haven't seen that everywhere you yeah. know i think that's something we talk about a lot and it's something i talk about with my friends and i know the person that commented that is one of my friends so yeah i know i don't know if that's as but you know that's our rule it and it's it a is. good rule and like listen to us because we're right. exactly we're always right we're just always right um so everybody else shut up yes um so kind of going off of when you said there's a genre for everybody um number seven is give every album a chance and i wholeheartedly and this is something agree with this i not only agree but i have been on the other end of this and then like eaten my words what do you mean like so give every album a chance because yes you might be country like so many times like even recently one of my friends and other stuff was like, I just like really just like Country Taylor. I'm like, but have you even given the other albums right. a chance? You haven't, have you? You haven't even listened to them. And that's okay because like that's fine if you don't – you're not as into music as I right. am. Um, so I'm not going to force that on you. But don't say like I only like Country Taylor when you actually yeah. haven't really given the other albums a chance. What I love – what what I mean by I have eaten my words is like when 1989 came yeah. out, I was like, meh. I like it and I still love Taylor Swift, but 
I was the one that was like, I miss speak now. Like I miss those days. Um, And then years later, all of a sudden you're listening to it and you're just like there when she shifts from genre to genre, there's a bit of like, well, I was going to say, I I totally agree with you. Even though I know 1989 obviously gets the credit it deserves. It won a Grammy, but um, you know, we've mentioned this before. It was the very first total redirect in her genres. We're used to it now. We know she's going to do that. We know right. the next album might not be uh, folklore evermore vibes. Like we know she does that now. So it's not as jarring to, to, uh, whatever, right. but, but right. I remember thinking the same thing. And I saw this thing the other day, I think it was on TikTok, and it was like a blind react to like, oh, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite album? What's this and this? And then there was like a, uh, it was like, what era would you like to relive? And I said, 1989, because I didn't, didn't appreciate it. it. So yep. I, totally I totally agree. Give every album a chance. Just every album deserves to not- be listened to so that when you do say, I like country Taylor more, you've, you like yeah, you can, you can, you can fight me on it because I will try to fight you on it, but you'll at least have a yeah. leg to stand on because you've listened to the rest and you've given them a chance. If you yes. haven't, you and lose. Like- like going off of what you're saying, um, we expect a change now, yes. right? Taylor Swift has said, and it's exhausting. She doesn't need to reinvent herself, but she usually she usually does after every couple albums in terms of genre. I don't know that she will again or she'll go back, but she masters every genre yeah. that she touches. So yes, pop may not be your style, but you're telling me I need you to go and listen to Reputation um and listen to don't blame me and listen to i did something bad listen to any any of those songs and tell me that if any other pop artist came out with those songs they would go straight to the top of the charts right any song on reputation straight to the top you know what i mean and like and because it's taylor swift and it's different you know not every song can go to the top of the charts but like she's gonna master that's what I mean by like she masters that genre. Right. If Ariana Grande came out with "Don't Blame Me," that song would have been just as popular as Ariana Grande's like Seven Rings," like whatever it is. She nails it. So yeah, you might not like pop, and that is totally fine. But you got to give the album a chance and appreciate it for what it is. Um, because usually, what happens is as the years go on, you like appreciate her music more. Yeah. Than when it originally came out because it were like over the oh right. i thought it was gonna agreed. be country and it agreed and i think um to that respect too though like if you have become a fan recently like maybe you did become a fan in the folklore evermore stage which a lot of people did i understand that like maybe the country stuff and the popish stuff might not be your cup of tea but go back and listen to it because it's it's fun to see her progression over the years so still do it right. even if you're a new fan and don't really think you'd like her old stuff and maybe you don't like it once you listen to it but still try give it a chance and i think bottom line is most taylor swift fans are taylor swift fans because of the lyrics i'm a lyric yes. girl i love the words right. her word that has not changed her lyrics whether it's pop yep. country indie are phenomenal so you gotta listen you gotta listen yep. to the lyrics and appreciate it for that because i'm not a, i'm not a taylor swift fan for a certain genre i'm taylor i'm a taylor swift fan for her song yes agreed Agreed. Period. Um, okay. Anyway. So now we're drama. getting into the drama section of the rules. Um, these ones are kind of just kind of funny and obviously uh, just like personal opinions too, not necessarily um, yeah. whatever. But number eight is. This is important. No, Kanye. 
no Kanye can't not necessarily him. that you can't listen to him if you like his music go for it but we can't stand Kanye Kanye is untrustworthy we do not align with the yay no very problematic and he's probably really the only one yes a hundred percent like truly 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 that is like no he's actually a horrible person um and like I think it's even very evident now that we're seeing all this Kim and Kanye stuff well, come out. And he is, I was just going to say. And I know he's sick. He, he has bipolar. I think he's bipolar. Yeah, I don't want to speculate, but obviously he's got some like mental health issues going on. Yeah. But like. Oh, I thought he was diagnosed No, I think bipolar. he is. I but that. like, I, you know, I know like people don't like to whatever. But. um, Right. Yeah, it's just you can like his music if you want to. But like he's just shady as hell and like doesn't seem like a great person. So no most Swifties are not a Kanye's. Yeah, I've seen some people that used to say I love Kim, and so, like, I love Kim and I love Taylor, but now that they're I'm actually, separate, it I, makes me so much happier that they're separate because I did, uh, I don't watch yep. the, or, like, pay attention to the Kardashians much anymore, but I used to love the Kardashians. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, yeah. I do appreciate that they're not together anymore, and I love Pete Davidson, so go. Yeah. Pete. And I hope Kanye does get help and, like, everything gets solved. But, like, regardless, I think that unless he put out, like, had this big uh, – he has apologized before and it still isn't. Like, he just keeps being right. awful. So I just – I don't think that he no, is he needs, forgivable. Yeah, I agree. He's not still I don't an think innocent. he is. He's not. And so if you want to go listen to the songs that are about Kanye, first one is yep. Innocent, um, Speak Now, and then – uh, reputation summer about him just involved with all the drama like look what you made this me is why do. we can't have nice things this is why we can't have nice things kind of i did something bad um i mean all of reputation really that is sparked from kanye yes. drama if you didn't already know that um but that is a really big part of being a swifty and understanding her songs if you i i'm sure you know about the whole i was I'm actually just gonna say do we need to say why we don't like kanye to, to recap, the beef started in 2009 when Taylor Swift won uh, video of the year at the VMAs. She was like 18. Um, and Kanye interrupted her speech to say that um, uh, I uh, Beyonce had the best video of all time, like blah, 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 whatever. I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had the best video of all time, whatever. And you could literally see Taylor standing on the stage like about to cry. Um, she was like, yeah, exactly. And it was like 17. her first big, big win. Not only that, I saw this the other day too, which really made me be like, holy shit, that's so true. Cause Beyonce did win um pop song of or pop video of the year or something, just not the full video right. of the year for whatever it was at the time. Single ladies, maybe. Um single ladies, yeah. And he ruined Beyonce's night too, because Beyonce being like the cool person that she is, she told Taylor to come out and give her speech during right. what was supposed to be Beyonce's speech. Her speech. So that's where the, right. the beef started. They kind of buy, I, I go by albums because I'm thinking of the, or like by album eras for when they mended things. Mm -hmm. 1989, they seemed okay because uh, they, yeah, they, they sat together at the things. video of the, or the uh, Grammys, whatever. Like they, they mended things then. Um, summer 2016 or a little bit before that, Kanye had released an album and was famous, famous was, was the, song. the song. He says, um, I think me and Taylor I, I think still me and Taylor still sex. might have sex. I made that bitch right, famous. Said, it was the line I made that bitch right. famous is what it was. And then there was that infamous phone yes. call. 
where Kanye recorded Taylor saying, yeah, it's totally cool if you use my name in your song. Yes. Yeah, release that after Taylor says she wasn't okay with, and said, like, don't let anybody discredit your songwriting, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then everybody the entire No, so, right. So like, I was going to say, because what, what happened was um, she said it's totally cool and, we, like, we'll go walk the red carpet and, like, when people ask me about it, I'll just be able to laugh and whatever. Like, that's what she told him when he asked her if she, he could have the lyric, whatever. Because he, he, we saw him mention the, I, I think me and Taylor might still have sex line. And she thought it was funny. Um, obviously, the, the bitch part of it uh, was what she talked about. So in interviews later on like red carpets and stuff, she was saying how it like offended her and it was a little bit misogynistic, things like that. And that's when Kim released the video oh, saying the you're saying all this shit but look you agreed to it and that's when the taylor swift is over party started that's when she disappeared for like a year and a half or two years before reputation came out um and essentially she never spoke about like, it. right she never said anything really she kind of well she posted an instagram after it and was kind of just like i'd really like to be excluded from this narrative like i do not want to be a part of this and then, right. then she went dark for a year and a half reputation came out obviously a lot of the songs were you know about whatever the the kanye situation and then on folklore you still had a hint of kanye situation in there a little bit not as much it kind of shifted to scooter but um around when folklore came out the full video or full phone call was released and it was found out that the he never told her he was going to call her a bitch. he never told her he was going to have a music video where they imposed her naked body in it and a lot of other people too but you know he never right. mentioned the full scope of what he was going to do he changed the lyrics after he if, after she okayed them so that is why she said she wasn't like you know had her comments afterwards right um so right. anyway that's why we're we think kanye's shady right and he is and he is absolutely and you can see the like the way that he's treating kim right now right. as well so and and again, I mean, even if you didn't hear all that, like, which most people know that already, but Miss Americana documentary, that's why you got to go watch that because that also kind of catches you right. up to speed on the entire Kanye situation and everything that has happened um, if you want to yeah. know, right? So that's also important. To yes. So after Kanye, number, number nine. nine is the boyfriend breakdown. We don't have to spend a lot of time here because um, – or no, I think we could just go on breakdown. a timeline. Yeah, so we have Joe Jonas up first. He was her first high-profile relationship during the Fearless era. Very short, um, I want to say. Uh, and he, he broke up with her on yes. the 27-second phone he, call, and that became forever and always. Forever and always. Um, now, Mr. Perfectly Mr. Fine. Mr. Perfectly as well. Fine. Um, holy have, ground. Then the Jonas last kiss. Well, that's later. But but Joe Jonas first released this. Uh, oh, the Jonas yeah, Brothers yeah. released the song "Much Better," which then gave us "Better Than Revenge." Um, Better Than Revenge and "Last Kiss," which is about Camille Cabell yep. and "Last Kiss" on Speak Now, and then eventually "Holy Ground." So by Red, she was over it. He was probably I don't even know if he was fine. dating Gigi Hadid by that time, which was one of her best friends. But they obviously right. got a lot closer they're when fine. that happened. And and then "Invisible String." There's a line in there. Now they're all good for, uh, about like she buys their baby's present. Joe and Sophie's baby. Um, um and yeah and also someone made this comment that's not directly in the rule but um we love sophie because sophie loves taylor and like also loves to shit on joe for things for like you know being the person in mr perfectly fine right. for example so we love right. joe's wife sophie who was from game of thrones if nobody knew that yes. but um 
yeah so joe, joe jonas, jonas is my favorite ex but mainly because i Thumbs love the jonas up. brothers too so i'm really happy that yes. they're all on good terms um the next Thumbs major up. would be john mayer John Mayer. Um, I don't know if this was a Obviously, relationship. Dear John. I don't know what this was, but he was 30 something and she was 19. So it's kind of freaky. Um, I don't know what yep. this was, but we have, but from it, we have dear John. We have the story of us. Um, is there anything on red? I don't think, I think so. She I'm sure stopped. there's things yeah. here and there. Red was all, uh, like the other ones, but yeah, I, I would say breakup songs other than last kiss and like we, uh, better than revenge were like speak now was the john mayer era, right basically right. um and basically it seems that he was manipulative and oh yeah he, superstar um or superman about, or something no, superman was i don't about think him. maybe superman superstar yeah, superstar was, was, was uh that yeah was on, superman is what i meant because that was a bonus track on um yeah speak now that's about him yeah so yeah basically we don't like john mayer because not only and again i don't mean to give him hate and i'm sure and again you can still love right. john mayer or whatever but in terms of like what exes do we like or not like we're still john down mayer, on john I'm mayer sure when speak yeah. now comes out he's gonna get hate like jake gyllenhaal did because he it wasn't just taylor swift that he like dates young girls and was not very nice to yeah. them like he was not very nice to any of his um ex-girlfriends or girlfriends or whatever it is just does not seem like a good person outside of yep. his music um but again he could be I, I you know whatever but he gets a thumbs down in terms of like do we like yeah him? No. and i was we gonna say because like that brings us basically to jake gyllenhaal i think we've been through jake gyllenhaal so we're just gonna say yeah. thumbs down but he's a thumbs down go listen but to all two all time yeah you know it all film if you have um but that's all red, right? Yeah, so red is red most is pretty of red much is Jake gonna be Gyllenhaal. about Jake um, Gyllenhaal. Nineteen eighty nine, we bring in Harry. We Harry bring in Styles. Harry Styles. We give him a big, big thumbs, thumbs up. up. A lot of people say uh, the divorced parents because there's so many big Harry Styles fans. So people say like Harry Styles yeah. is is our dad and Taylor Swift is the mom and we love that they're divorced co-parenting and like and we they want are definitely they day. they are definitely on good terms because they did. Um, like talk at the Grammys when she won for folklore. So we, we all saw the videos of that. Um, 1989 is pretty much all Harry. Entirely. And then if you yep. remember. Obviously style. Yeah, style, obviously. Out of the Woods is a very direct call out to Harry. And I think I Know Places is too. Um, yes, I would say that even more so than Joe Jonas because I think Harry Styles has such a rabid fan, fan base. Um, like as a whole, people harry styles is like number one yeah i was gonna say Joe Jonas definitely right because well. I, he like i don't really listen to much um one direction or harry styles but oh, but do. right like he is definitely the number one x i my personal number one x is joe but yes it's, he's yeah um, i would agree i i would i i take the jonas brothers but if you want to know any songs that are about taylor go listen to perfect by one direction that is about taylor swift as well as two ghosts um same rip same lips red same eyes blue same white shirt couple more tattoos is a uh reference to the song yeah. style which is like you got that whatever right so two ghosts it's it's basically kind of tells you why they broke up but perfect um if you'd like to have someone to write your breakup so songs about baby i'm perfect yeah. so 
Yeah, if you want to listen to those songs, Harry Styles is great. Joe Jonas and Harry Styles get our stamp of yes. approval. We love them, and we would love to see collaborations yes. with the Jonas Brothers, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, and Taylor would Swift. Love it. Everybody's rooting for it. So would just jump on board with love that it. with us. Um, the next major um, act is Calvin Harris. He was also her longest relationship, which is also absolutely hilarious because nobody really cares about Calvin Harris either way. He gets nobody a cares. sideways thumb because we literally don't care. It isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference. Indifference. But he was not nice to her when no. all the drama came out. He jumped on, he jumped on the hate right. train um, on Twitter with Taylor so, Swift. Yeah, and I think a lot of it be- came from – so she moved on very quickly from Calvin Harris to Tom Hiddleston. Um, if you don't know Tom Hiddleston, educate yourself. He is Loki <laughs> from the Avengers, and he is amazing. I love him. Um, I think most people love Tom Hiddleston because, like, you just love – I don't know. He's just awesome. But he also gets a stamp yes, of approval. We, we feel, feel bad, bad for Tom. For Tom. I was going to say, there, there like- is pity and sadness when we feel about, like, the way Tom was treated. But um, – Tom got some songs on Honey, Reputation, yeah. mainly Getaway Car. Calvin Harris gets no songs, maybe other than well, I, I was gonna say that I think existed, that's but also that's just about when everybody. Calvin Harris got more bitter was when he realized she released a like her few albums before that were all dedicated to ex relationships. Reputation was out after they broke up, and there was not a single song besides the hints of Getaway Car for Calvin Harris, right, which I which think is also really more about Tom it's Hiddleston. More about Tom Hiddleston and Joe. Um, but yeah, so that one also just cracks me up. Cause then I think, I almost think she wrote, I forgot that you existed and put it at the beginning of lover to be like, fine here is your damn yeah, song. Here's this, but that's also about right. all of the drama. It's nothing right. specific to you. The only specific lines we get are, I wanted to leave him. I needed a reason and get yeah. away car. And then possibly in Coney Island when, and I walked yes. up to the, when I walked up to I the podium, say, I think I forgot to she say does, name. She does. Cause Coney Island plays a homage, homage. Do you pronounce the H? Homage. I don't know, but, I don't know. Um, homage. to a I, lot of her exes, you guys know. or three of them, mm-hmm. but um, and and it is widely known when she won for 1989, she was dating Calvin Harris at the time, and I don't know why people were expecting her to mention him in her speech, but she didn't. She didn't thank him or anything. So, yep. and I guess it rubbed uh, him the wrong way. So then right. she mentions that and, line. Uh, she did out. help him. Baby, this is what a uh, baby. This is what you can. Yeah, she wrote she that. She wrote that song that was a hit for Calvin Harris. So that's maybe the only, you know, for just saying like what songs if you yeah. want to go listen to that. Taylor Swift wrote that I one. Think Calvin, Calvin Harris, Harris wrote a song so. about her, but I didn't even listen to it. If he did, so oh, yeah. or has a song yeah. out about like the people assumed was about yeah. it, but nobody cares about yeah. him, so we didn't. We don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, you get a line in Getaway Car. You get a line right. in Coney Island, and. Kind of, I forgot right. that you existed. Um, so that brings us to Joe. Well, but wait, before that, other small things. We forgot Connor Kennedy. Oh, yeah, She yeah, did yeah. date Connor Kennedy. Um, that was a whole thing. I don't know if any song specific. And uh, Red. Uh, I Begin think, Again um, was about Connor. And, and um, oh, okay. And I think Starlight that as well. Starlight is about his grandparents. Yep. His grandparents. Yep. yep. Okay. And, and I think Bobby that's on the it. Board. So it was about the Kennedys. Yep. Yeah, and then we don't, and he's fine. He was, yeah, he was gone before, just, obviously. I think he obviously showed up towards the end of Red. Um, like her writing Red. Yeah, it was just a little and blip. that was kind of over yeah. before she obviously got into Harry Styles in 1989. So, right, um, right. There wasn't much drama. Yeah. Not much no, drama. I don't drama. Think so. Um, 
Yeah. So then we have yeah, Joe. We obviously, Joe has obviously been every album since. But obviously, starting with actually, Reputation, I was going to say there is a very big argument that Reputation is more romantic of an album than Lover, I and agree. I think it is. Oh, maybe not more than Lover, if but you, as as romantic I as Lover. Say, if you go song for song. I saw someone do this on TikTok and I was like, holy shit, there's way more romance. Like, well, not way more, but like, I was like, there is a lot of romance on Reputation that you wouldn't expect. Oh, yeah. um, obviously, most Reputation songs are about Joe. Everything on Lover is Joe. Um, well, everything romantic, I should say. Every every love type of song on Lover is Joe. Just like Reputation. And then Folklore and Evermore. And then Folklore and Evermore. Obviously, she veered from personal writing, but Invisible String. Um long story short long story evermore. yep evermore uh willow yeah willow and then um, i would say that would be the main ones you could say but but there's hints of everything in folklore yes. and evermore and even like small romantic lines um and he also helped her write some yep. of it yep. so yes there's also that so now it's full on like hey i'm writing this with you now this is something that we did together and something that i'm like yes you know, so, so we obviously also just love Yes, absolutely. It's it's they are a beautiful, beautiful couple. Um, ugh, they are. They're just amazing. I just I love how happy she is. I love the love songs that have come out of it, and and like you said, I love how private it is, and that's part of the reason. Um, I think they are working mm -hmm. so well is because it is for them, and and I love that she says like, in peace. Oh, oh yeah, totally peace. Also, peace duh. Right. Oh, peace is yeah. so good. Anyway, it's just. Anyway, Joe and Taylor, I hope that they get married. There's speculation. Maybe yeah, but there's married, always that, but... which also gets to, we'll be very brief with rule 10 to get to rule number 11. Um, rule 10, just like, <laughs> you know, when you do see people get, uh, you know, given Taylor yeah, shit, just already. don't react super mean. Just be nice. Be kind. Yes, don't spread yeah, hate. Don't spread hate. You don't have to go after her. Spread facts. Exactly. Spread not facts. hate. You don't have to attack people. Just just let it go. She's all, she also has so many people that defend her. It, like even like people in the industry. You saw it with the the article from the dude. Yep. So you know she's got. She don't make don't make us exactly. look bad. Just be be Maybe kind. Exactly. Um, so rule yes. number eleven is is kind of all whatever. Don't trust the media's narrative of her. There are a lot of things that come out. If you don't hear it directly from her or one of her friends or like her close circle, don't run with it. Don't speculate too much on it. Obviously we do, but like, you know, just if she doesn't say something directly, take everything with a grain of salt. Like we just said, there's engagement rumors every other month about Joe and Taylor. Oh my God. We'll yeah. know or she'll, or we won't, but like, She'll tell us if she wants to tell us and right. we'll just, you know, be excited when, when that happens. But so don't, you know, believe exactly. everything you see, obviously with the Kanye stuff and too, I think it's that a big, goes... don't believe the narrative. Oh, right. Right. You gotta, you have to have like, and, and it's hard because it's like, she isn't, you know, we don't know her fully as much as we want to yeah. think that we know her. Um, we do to a certain extent, but we know what she shows us. But at the same time, like you do have to trust her a little bit. Like I wish I gave her more trust with, me the too. whole Kanye situation at first because I did I did believe that and like stuff, it also it's like, also okay, because no. the um when that video was released it fed into the media's narrative of her over the last years and years that she makes herself the she victim play the victim so it was kind of like oh shit yeah I guess she does because here's a you know right. so you know exactly just, 
So don't always trust that. You just got to wait till, you know, you got to give her a little bit of trust. At the same time, yeah, we don't know her fully. So that is right. hard to do. But trust but her more than yeah. you trust the media's opinion of her. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of goes into number 12, yeah. which gets me I know, really angry. Me okay, so we're getting into the serious. But I want to be of, careful with this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Our last two rules are serious. Yeah, these are the serious rules. So um, number 12. <sighs> Don't do, yeah, not. don't speculate on her sexuality, weight, appearance, um, whatever. So we got a two different, really her sexuality. we had two different comments. Yeah. One was about her weight because trigger warning, um, she has an yeah. eating disorder. So, or had one. So don't comment on her weight, especially mm -hmm. when she was so skinny during 1989. And then people were commenting that she got and fat or, or that she looked fatter or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, she's still so freaking skinny and like, let her be healthy. Um, so whatever that kind of a thing and also by the way don't comment on anybody yeah i was gonna say like we don't need just to do taylor that. swift you don't need to comment on anybody's bodies it that is not what anybody's here for you nobody's commenting on any male pop star nobody's right. like stop doing it with women specifically yeah. it does not matter what she looks like that is not why we love taylor right. swift she is beautiful no matter what size shape and so is everybody so there are there's just no need to comment on anything yes. really but that's, I don't think that her family. No, are I don't that, think so, so either, but it's I just think... something to remind everybody of. And then the sexuality yeah. thing is definitely something her fans do. Um, oh, okay. This, this actually so, uh, bothers me so much. I don't really. Cause I think it sets people so far. I was going to say, I don't really know how to talk about this in a, in, in a, I, in the right way. Um, not that I do, but I, I could, I, I know what I, have to uh, people have speculated about her sexuality because she's had close friendships and i don't want to get too into it because i don't even if you want to really go dig you down can that find hole, it yes and there's been speculations about certain songs being about certain uh female friends that she's had in obviously a more romantic yes. way than just um friendship obviously she has not said anything herself anything. she has said that she yes. is straight she has said that she is an ally right she has said that she is an ally and people are still picking things right. apart and it's like you know what if she was bisexual if she was well it would be bisexual because she's right. obviously has had many boyfriends so i don't think she would ever say that she's in a like that she's closeted and that she's actually a lesbian but whatever if she wanted to say that she would and she isn't and it is so i think it sets us back so much that there are so many people that try to that, that are trying to fit this narrative. and even if it stop speculating if she wanted to be even if she is in the closet even if that was a thing that is for her well, to right. decide. That's what I was gonna it say. is so damaging that people can still speculate like that. I think um, for anybody, like, it, I don't know. I just, I think that is so awful for people to do, whether you are a part of the LGBTQ right. community or not, because there are people on well, both sides that do that's it. That's what and I was going to say, because most, most of the I time, it. I think it's, it's very supportive comments about her wanting almost wanting her to be a actual part of the lgbtq community not just an ally right so it's not like it's a malicious thing that most people are doing but it's still um it, it's not right. the right thing to be doing if someone doesn't say explicitly if we let people come out on their own you got to let her do that if she was ever going to so stop acting right. like you know that she is you know yeah because obviously everybody would support right. her like through and through no matter what that's not the that's not the point and that's not the issue it's just that like 
I think that's just always been a thing. Like, don't yeah. speculate. Agreed. Like, that's, I don't know. Like, for people that um, were closeted for so long and like that had have had people speculate, like, they, I've heard that that could right. be damaging, yep. right? Like, I don't know. I just stop speculating, period, whether it's about a yep. girl or a boy. Stop speculating about her love life unless she's like, I am dating Joe, which she is and great. Then we know that those songs are about Agreed. Joe. Then you could speculate with songs, but right. I don't know. Okay, last rule, number 13. Um, number 13 is the Taylor's version rule. So basically yes. this is essentially, so, we'll get into why just in case people don't know, but um, if Taylor's version is out, if she has released Taylor's version, that is the one you listen to now. You cannot listen to Unless the you have a CD anymore. or bought them on your iTunes or something, don't go back to the yep. originals um correct you can obviously listen to the originals until taylor's version comes out i'm not going to say people can't listen to them when we don't have Taylor's yeah i listen yet. to them but uh if you do if it's available that's the one you listen to now for anyone that doesn't know a quick recap of why she's doing this because media narrative hello uh yeah. some people act like she's just doing this to be in everybody's face all the time and whatever um taylor's first six albums were um written under a contract she had with i can't remember i can't remember what the original record label was but regardless she signed it was yeah it was big machine she's with um republic or universal or whatever now right yeah yeah um Something so like she that. signed a contract with big machine records when she was like 16 in Really, it's Scott Borchetta. Scott Borchetta. He, she was his first client. It's Scott Borchetta. He was his first client. She signed, and it's like, hey, we're going to do this journey together, and we're going to start this right. journey together. Like, you'll be my first client. We'll make something. So, she was super, super young. Of course you're going to yes, do that. Yes, and to be – and, and, and Obviously, it blew up because of Taylor. To be very clear, she so she essentially signed that um, Scott and Big Machine owned uh, owned her her music owned her songs, owned her albums, whatever. This is very common, I want to say. It, it is very common for it artists very to common. not own their own music. They, the music is typically owned by the record label. Fast forward to before Lover, when her contract, contract ended and they couldn't work out a new deal. And so she signed with a new record label and in her new contract, she says she owns all of her music she writes from now on. And they agreed. She, when she wanted to leave at the end, they wanted her to yes. stay because obviously Taylor Swift is one of the biggest things. And they said, and she was like, well, I want to buy oh, my yep, own yep, music. Yep. And they were, and like, she wanted to leave. And they said, the only way you can own your own music is album for every new yep. album you produce and give to us, we will give you one back. And she's like, no, right. that, yes, that's that, a, that, that defeats is, the purpose. Yeah. So she had to make a hard and difficult decision to leave and to whatever like i'm leaving my stuff behind but she kind of knew like they wouldn't yes, let her she, buy yes, it back that's a, and she right knew, that's a good point that she was basically gonna have to release 12 albums to get her first six um yeah and right and and they they wouldn't sell them so to she her she offered trapped. to buy them but they it, nothing so um so she left she knew she was leaving them behind but she also had felt like it was on obviously on a you know 15 almost year relationship that her music wouldn't end up in you know the wrong hands i guess you could say yeah they, because they built right, each other they up were, from the ground you know, up she made scott borchetta and she made and he made her like they helped each other out right you know? so um fast forward i don't know how long it was but scott ended up like you know 
selling his label to Scooter Braun. And if you don't know who Scooter Braun is, he is a Justin, Justin Bieber's, Bieber's manager, manager um, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato. And he was also big in the Kanye drama as well. He was like posting stuff with Justin Bieber about how like, you know, Taylor Swift is over, blah, 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 blah. So that was obviously before she left um, her old label. And obviously Scott was along the ride for a lot of that fallout and knew how how much she how did much not she like hated Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. So um, when Scott sold her or sold the label to Scooter Braun, he obviously became the owner of her music. And that is when she kind of got, you know, was like, this isn't cool. Um, yeah, especially because, well, she said that was the one right, person. Right, the one person she didn't she, want. He knew, she was like, he knew how much I would hate this. And of course, that's the one right. person he sold it to. And when that happened, they were on a FaceTime and he was like, ha, and he wrote, I yes. own Taylor, Scooter Braun said, I own yes. Taylor Swift. So this also set her off. Like, you do right. not own me. That is my work. And you are, now you are getting my, the royalties mm -hmm. of my work. And it's, it's slightly different, not always but slightly different when somebody owns ariana grande's music when yeah she has a hand in what she makes but she is not it is not her diary entry diary entries that she's writing the melody she's writing the lyrics right it's slightly different but you're right like this does happen all the time it's just that it felt like well she was just, just felt like kicking well, her while she's down say. it wasn't necessarily that because uh, I, you know, she she obviously mentions that she didn't like the fact that she had to let them go, but she was willing to leave them behind right. until she felt the betrayal of getting her music sold to Scooter Braun. So that was right. when, um, actually, it was Kelly Clarkson because because Taylor put out a statement. It was like, you know, this is just it's a, a kind of a general statement about how all artists should be able to own their work. It's their work. They should be able to own yes. it. Blah blah blah. A lot of a lot of musicians supported her and Kelly Clarkson said, tweeted and said, you should re-record your albums so that then you have them on your own terms. Um, and I honestly wholeheartedly believe that that's probably part of the catalyst that she was like, you know what, actually let me do that. So to, to break it down, there was a time limit on when she could start re-recording her albums. She said she would do it. Um, and she has to change them enough, I guess. It can't be direct copies, but obviously we know she gets as close as possible she, as she can to what they were. Um, and there's a time limit on from when the album was released to when she's allowed to re-record them. So that is why Reputation will fully be the last album she re-records because I don't think she was allowed to start re-recording until now. she is allowed. Right, so it's been however many years or something that she's allowed to do it now. Um, but you know, obviously she could start all of her other ones because they were way older. So that is what she's doing. She is re-recording them so that Scooter Braun doesn't get the profit or the, the profits off of her old stuff so that she, he did sell well, it. Well, I was going to say, he does. yeah. So, um, so that's why she's doing it so that other people can't profit off of her music. She still tried to buy her stuff back even when Scooter took over. And then at one point, um, when she started the re-record process, Scooter decided to sell her music for one last big, uh, you know, big bank ticket or something. And right. knowing that, knowing it that it's gonna... obviously devaluing like crazy because she's re-recording them right. and giving us new songs on them, which, you know, whatever. Um, so when he decided, and it's a smaller, smaller record uh, label that literally paid probably 
of what would be a fortune. It's a fortune anyway, but like for them, probably more than a fortune to get her music. And when he was doing it, he told them they were not allowed to contact her to let her know that they were buying it. And she, I think, was contacting them or something where she was asking if she, you know, if she could buy them somehow. But like, there was something going, I can't remember exactly now, but like there was something within his contract with this new company that was buying the music or that buying her catalog that basically was saying, you are not allowed to tell her you're doing this. You just have to buy her catalog. You are not allowed to talk to her at all about this. Um, And obviously this poor company buys her catalog for however many millions and she's re-recording them. So obviously they're still going to make money because you're going to hear them. still. but like, um, so it was just another, another way Scooter Braun was trying to fuck her over because Taylor has been trying to buy her, her, you know, her albums back since before she left Big Machine. Not only that, um, now something that I think is important is that like when going back to Taylor Swift is the music industry within this rule is that a lot of people will critique it and be like, what I saw was like, oh, well, Michael Jackson owns the Beatles. Like that is the thing like we talked about and Taylor Swift is standing up there and be like, artists deserve to own their own work. And they're like, who does she think she is that, you know, that she gets to own her own work. Like as if, you know, th- business is business, baby. This is how it is. You signed a contract, right? Taylor Swift is aware of that. I think what's important is that Taylor Swift is saying other like, people, the yeah. music industry, the, the music industry is not perfect. And she knows that she has holds this weight and she has this strong voice in the music industry. And if that she does something, she can make it better yep. for other people. So the, part of the reason she's doing this, yes, she would be fine if she didn't own her own work and that is fine and she will still make a lot of money and whatever but part of the reason she is doing it part not all is because if she is doing this she can help out younger artists to not make the same mistake and she can change the music industry um because it shouldn't be like that yes record labels that are helping people and they should own or get the royalties or have part of the work but for the artists that are creating their own music no they should be able to own their own work and people like olivia rodrigo who is now this up-and-coming artist thank taylor swift because she said you know what i own i knew going into signing a contract i knew what taylor swift went through because she spoke up about it and she is changing Mm -hmm. the music industry so that goes back into that rule that's like taylor swift is a music industry you have to understand why taylor swift is doing things it's not because she's trying to play the victim um and saying like oh woe is me i don't own my own music whereas like a lot of artists don't own their own music she's saying i know how big my voice is and i think that I need to speak up for change, right? right? Like that's a rule of the world. If nobody spoke up about anything, we would be, we would be under the British law right now because there would have not been a Boston America. So you got to speak up for change, people. She is speaking up for younger artists, or not younger, newer, yeah, not as popular newer artists or or um, more underground artists or whatever it is, not as successful artists to try to help them out. And I think that is such a great characteristic of Taylor Swift as a human Agreed. being. And it's annoying that people try to make it as if she is like, I want everything me, 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 me. That's not why she's, that's part of it. Part of it, right. sure, she wants to own her own work, but there's a bigger picture behind all of this, right? She's making history, um, not in re recording her own stuff. Like JoJo's done that before, but, um, and a lot of Kesha people are was trying, or was trying, in, in yeah. Terms of, 
in terms of the tidal waves that she's making with all of this, she is absolutely making yep. history, you know? And I think that's something that's important to. Yeah. To and I think uh, like, that's just the importance of listening to Taylor's version, listen to the version that she owns, listen to the, you know, just, it's right. so similar. Just help her make to history. Them. Yeah. Um, speaking, I, I guess we'll, we'll just wrap with some songs about Scooter and, uh, Scott. Oh yeah. We have mad woman. Yeah. Um, mm, long story wine, short baby. closure. Evermore is about that whole situation. It's time to go. Yeah, that's the other one I was thinking of too. You've got my past frozen behind glass, but I've got me. Um, so those are some of the uh, songs that are around that whole situation. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the 13 rules of I the road. The bottom line though, you can throw out all those rules. Really all you need to know to be a fan is just to love her songs and enjoy yeah. the music and just be supportive. Like that's really it because I was that before I was involved in the fan base. I love being involved in the fan base and I think it takes that to another level. You're it takes it to another level and there's so much more that you learn and you can get involved with and it's so much fun. But as long as you're enjoying totally. the music, that is really what matters because that's obviously why we're all fans. So um I have no embarrassment I don't either. to end off with. I embarrass myself all the time. So I'm sure we'll have an embarrassing yeah, we'll story have one, one for day. Next time. All right, guys. Well, before you pick everything back up, please follow us on TikTok, the Steph's 13. Instagram, drop everything now podcast. You can also email us at drop everything now podcast at gmail.com. Like, subscribe. Um, please like, subscribe, comment. Wherever rate, you, yeah, wherever you gotta do. We need them. Tell people, tell people to listen. Anyway, please go do all the yes. things that we said. Um, and, you know, with that being said, you should all pick everything up because we are going to drop our mics. mics. Peace. Yeah.